Hi, my name's Alyssa. And my name's Melissa. Welcome back to the Deliverability Defined Podcast. Each week, we'll be diving deep into a topic and giving you practical advice to improve your email deliverability. In other words, we'll help you reach the inbox of your subscribers and stay out of their spam folders, leading to more success in your email marketing. Deliverability can be complex, but we're here to define it. Hello, Melissa. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm good. This is actually the second time we've had this conversation because (laughs) there was an internet outage, but that's okay. We didn't get very far. We were only like five minutes in and now we're going to re-record. Yeah, we were just blabbing about Christmas and what time it's going to be when this podcast episode comes out and we'll save you the... (laughs) The Christmas stock. Yeah. If you're listening to this, it's either December 28th or later. Um, So I hope you had a wonderful holiday time, whatever you celebrate. And we were just talking about how we're currently online shopping and getting lots of packages. Yes. I also was laughing because I went on a road trip recently and was uh, like our faces popped up because I was listening to other podcasts. And so I like saw our podcast come up and I was (laughs) like laughing to myself because I started thinking about how every time we start, you always say, hi, Melissa, how are you? And I never ask you. And I almost wanted to like surprise you and be like, switch it up. But I didn't because I panicked. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. I don't know why. I've just kind of decided like, I know I'm always going to say that now. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Keep it's it just, consistent. Yeah, it's the one thing that I think's consistent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than me like singing a little song to you or something because no oh, like I hear that. Um, but anyways, I, again, hope everyone had a great holiday. Um, today we're going to talk about something that we've definitely, you know, touched on here and there spread out throughout other podcast episodes. Um, but we're going to dive deep into why some subscribers don't confirm their opt-in because this is something that Melissa and I are both asked quite often, usually by customers who are noticing that within their email list, there are quite a bit of unconfirmed subscribers. Mm -hmm. And we know that can be confusing. You're thinking, is something wrong? Are they getting the emails? So we are going to dive into that a little bit. But first, I thought it'd be good to cover some numbers because I think some senders sort of believe that everyone should confirm their opt-in, or at least most people should. But let's talk about what's normal subscriber behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some studies out there. So ClickZ ran a study and found that only 80% of people confirmed their opt-in. They, you know, said only 80%. I feel like that's actually a pretty good number. It seems high, yeah. Yeah, but that means that one out of every five subscribers didn't follow that process and Mm -hmm. didn't, you know, get onto the list. And then MailChimp actually conducted their own study. 61% of people didn't even make it on the list. So in MailChimp's case, only 39% of people confirmed their opt-in which is very low, uh, maybe lower than I would expect. So I would say for any customer or sender out there, um, it's probably likely that you're going to see that between 20% to 61% of subscribers will not um, confirm their opt-in to your list. Okay. Um, So we're going to talk about the reasons why people may not confirm their subscription in a double opt-in. And so I'll just go ahead and start with the first one. Um, The opt-in confirmation email is not clear. So the problem is the opt-in confirmation email is too busy or confusing and subscribers don't realize they need to take an action in order to confirm their subscription. Um, Some signs that we can look at would be subscribers are opening the opt-in confirmation, but they're not clicking to confirm. And I actually see this quite a bit. Um, It's one of the first things I look at 
well, maybe it's not the first thing, but it can be uh, one of the, the first things I look at when people ask why they have such a high unconfirmed rate in their account. And sometimes you will find that the confirmation button or what, what usually says confirm your subscription says something kind of different. And I can totally understand wanting to make your your confirmation email unique, but sometimes it actually causes issues because people don't realize that if they don't click now, they might forget later. Um, you know, they, they don't realize that that's what it is telling you to do. It might say like, download this PDF or, you know, something that they're like, oh, I can just, you know, I'll just download it later. And they don't realize that if they don't confirm, they're not going to get any more emails from you. Yeah, that's so true. And I know, I mean, I don't know about you all, but this is something I've definitely done before. Where, yeah, I'll go to someone's website, you know, maybe I'm looking for recipes and then a pop-up comes up and it's like seven easy dinner ideas, Mm -hmm. PDF, you know, put in your email to download it. And I'm like, okay, it sounds great. Put in my email, I get an email and um, I open the email and it says, click here to view the PDF or download the PDF, whatever. And a lot of times, like, I'm on my little phone. It's hard to see. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ooh, I want to open this on my desktop. So I'll maybe mark it as unread or something and then never come back to it and never click it because life is busy and I forget. happens all the time. Mm -hmm. But because it said, you know, just, like, click to download, I didn't know I needed to click that in order to stay on the person's list. Right. Um, If I did, I would have clicked confirm Confirm. option. Right. I also see a lot. I just saw the other day um, I was helping someone with something else and I saw their incentive email and it was just like it was very well done, but it was very lengthy and very busy. And for someone, again, people are busy and sometimes you happen upon someone's information while you're doing something else and you're like, oh, I really want to remember to like go look at this person's content but I don't have time to do it right now. So sending a really lengthy and like busy incentive email can also be kind of like, I don't want to say off-putting, but it's just like a lot of extra work. Like I don't want to read all of that right now. And I think that's something that people kind of like misunderstand. Like the incentive email isn't necessarily supposed to be like your your like gateway email, if you will. It's like set up a sequence for that. But like don't use your incentive email as like your first email in the sequence and then because it's just like not meant to be that, in my opinion. I just think that that's why a lot of times people don't interact with your incentive email. I totally agree. And I think it can feel counterintuitive what we're saying. It's like, why wouldn't you want to make it more interesting and have, you know, all these links to my past blogs they might want to check out and things like that. But it's like, if you're asking someone to take a step that they must take to be on your email list, Mm -hmm. just let that email stand on its own, be exactly what it is, opt-in confirmation email with no other fluff. I would say the one thing you can and probably should change is maybe like the branding, like add your logo to the top. Yeah. Make sure it's coming from your email address, maybe change the colors, but honestly, keeping the subject line exactly what it should be of like, important, confirm your subscription or Mm -hmm. action required, confirm your subscription, things like Mm -hmm. that. That tells the person right when they see the email, oh, this is something I can do right now. Um, I need to take action. I can do this real quick. And Mm -hmm. then they see that button right in front of them and they take the action. From there, it's great. Send them a welcome email, send them a sequence, you know, send them that PDF they asked for. But if you're going to make them confirm their opt-in, keep that email as simple and straightforward as possible. Yep. Totally agree. Cool. Um, So another reason that subscribers might not be confirming their opt-in is that they didn't actually sign up to your form. Mm -hmm. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know all about this. But um, if not, 
we're talking about something called list bombing. And that is when a malicious person on the internet kind of uses your form for bad. And they add a bunch of email addresses to your form. And those people didn't actually sign up to be there, but they were added by a bot. Mm-hmm. We have a whole episode on this that goes into why people do this, uh, how to stop it, things like that. But it is possible if you look at your unconfirmed subscriber list and you're seeing, man, this is a long list of people. I don't get what's going on. It's very possible that you're being list bombed and those people are not confirming their opt-in because they didn't actually sign up. They don't know who you are. Um, so there are a few different signs that it's happening to you. If subscribers are marking your confirmation email as spam, that's a very strong signal that you have list bombing happening. There aren't many other instances where that would happen. It doesn't make sense that someone would go to your website, sign up for your form, receive that email. Hey, it's me. Confirm your opt-in and then mark it as spam. Yeah. That would be a weird thing to do. Exactly. That almost only happens if the person doesn't know who you are and they didn't Mm -hmm. sign up. So that's one um, sign. Another sign could be if the first name field was collected and it's kind of gibberish looking, maybe combination of numbers and letters or weird combination of letters that doesn't make sense. So that's, those are some other um, signs, but that's something to be aware of and make sure that your form is protected. Obviously double opt-in is a form of protection that's helping you by not just putting all these people on your list Mm -hmm. and they start receiving tons of emails. Uh, But there are other things you can do too, like reCAPTCHA, Um, I know some people don't like it, but it can really help. And now there's invisible reCAPTCHA, which makes things a little easier. And then as we've said before, if you're a ConvertKit customer and you use our forms directly embedded in your website, you're not using some sort of integration. Um, We have a form of bot protection in the background that is really great. So you're automatically protected there. Yeah, this one's like kind of hard because uh, it's not always obvious that you're being list bombed either. Like that is a good sign, you know, the URL or the weird gibberish and the first name field. But I've definitely, I think I've seen list bombing happen quite a few times in people's accounts. And it just looks like normal email addresses and people feel frustrated because they're like, why aren't these people confirming? But you're being protected because there's there's two options. Either you just, you look like you don't have a lot of confirmed subscribers from like a bunch of signups. Um, and yeah, that can kind of feel a little discouraging. But the alternative is if all those people ended up on your list, then either you would be cleaning your list and taking longer and more of your time to deal with all of that. Um, or if you aren't very proactive at cleaning your list, then those people would be sitting on your list forever, causing lots and lots of deliverability problems in the future. So it might seem like a little discouraging because we do a good job of like figuring out, you know, if it's list bombing or not. Normally, I feel like we can tell, we can kind of pinpoint if it is, even if the emails look normal. But I would rather see a bunch of unconfirmed subscribers on my list than see a bunch of confirmed ones who are never going to engage with my emails. Ooh, mic drop. That's a great sentence for this episode. Yeah. I don't know if everyone feels that way, but that's definitely um, a great way to look at it. And sometimes it's a blessing in disguise that these people are unconfirmed and that they did not make it to your list. Right. Cool. Um, number three, they haven't checked their inbox yet. And this one's this one <laughs> sounds like kind of like whenever I tell people this, I don't want them to think that I'm being a brat or like being like rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I don't mean it to come off as obvious as it is. But like I don't think, you know, if I had a dollar for every time we said it, I think I've said this before, I'd be so rich because we say all the time there's a person on the other side of the email, but it's so true. And 
there are times where I just get super busy in my life and I don't check my personal email address like more than once a week, like for a month or something. Right. And then I'll like be doing something super mindless one day and I need to be entertained. So I'll just go through my inbox and like deal with it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I know some people who get a ding and like instantly have to go look at their email address. If I did that, I would be on my phone 24 seven because I'm subscribed <laughs> to so many shopping things. Yeah, that's such a good point. I think that a lot of senders assume that all the people on their list are just like them. So maybe as a sender, you are someone who has a super clean inbox. You keep it at inbox zero. You don't get a lot of promotional emails. And the second you get an email like this, you click, you um, confirm your opt-in. And so you're surprised when, okay, it's been you know 12 hours. It's been a day. These people aren't confirming their opt-in. What's going on? A lot of people don't have that sort of setup. Like Melissa was just saying, um, a lot of people, their inbox is flooded with so many emails constantly. Mm -hmm. And they don't like just keep an eye on their inbox all day. It's something they go check and clean out once a week or maybe maybe never less than that. (laughs) Yeah. Like not to call out my sister. I don't think she's listening, but I don't even want to know her inbox number. I think it's like 40,000 or more. I mean, it's insane. I have to look. She like never looks at it. Oh. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm scared. Getting close. <laughs> I, it's it's really bad. I ha- I don't even I don't even know if I want to say. I I'm scared. Thirty seven thousand. Woohoo! Okay, so if you're wondering why Melissa hasn't confirmed her opt in, <laughs> it's buried. <laughs> I'm getting closer and closer. And you know what? Actually, I I was like, you know, I feel kind of guilty about that, and I kind of wish there was an easier way. Like, I wish Gmail made an easier way for like once you're too far gone that you can like right clean it out because it would take me forever. Um, but I, I finally figured out what my problem is, is that I, I'm not the kind of person who only buys from Amazon. Um, I'm not the kind of person who like, I, I try a lot of new products. I love buying new gifts for people. And something that I've noticed lately is that a lot of times there is a small checkbox that says, would you like to receive promotional emails from us? And it's already checked. Oh yeah. You have to uncheck it yourself manually. And I don't, I'm like so busy trying to buy this thing. And like, make sure I put my discount code in or making sure that I'm like, I have the right address because I use Apple Pay all the time. And I don't have, I don't think about it. So then I'm like, when did they start emailing me? And I'm like, oh, I just purchased something from them. And we always say like, that's one like list collection method that's good is like if someone purchased something from you. And I don't really like, maybe it's because I'm in like work and email, but I don't mark people's messages as spam unless they really make me mad Mm -hmm. Uh, because I know what it can do to them, I guess. (laughs) But I definitely can see how like that would make people mad. Yeah. So that's a great thing to keep in mind is that some people will not confirm their opt-in for another week or two weeks. I mean, you never know. Um, So try not to freak out about um, your unconfirmed subscribers too much. Mm -hmm. My inbox count, I looked, is 180. So it's, you know, obviously a lot lower. I wish. I wish that But it's still not perfect. I think I'm running out of storage at Gmail. (laughs) Yeah, probably. You got to get another. I I guess you just got to delete them all. But my 180 are like so far away. I don't even know which 180 they are. Like they're from years ago and I can't find them. So, Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, all that to say, everyone uses email very differently. Right. It's also like a very personal space for them. So... Yeah, don't expect your subscribers to kind of be robotic in the way they would confirm their opt-in. You never know what's going on with them. Right. And there's a good chance they received it in their inbox, but they haven't looked at that inbox in a while. There's only so much like subscriber behavior we can predict. It's the same with sales. Like there's obviously a lot of things people can do to predict what people's behavior will be, but 
There's also a lot of factors that we don't, you can't quantify or use in data. Like there's just, you know, it's free will. People will either eventually click confirm or they won't. Or I've even had um, emails end up in the promotions folder or in other weird folders for whatever reason. And I didn't see them. And then, yeah, like a month later, I'll click confirm. So it just, you never know. You really never know. No. Um, The next reason I was going to talk about is honestly so similar to what we just said, but they forgot or became busy is kind of what we just mentioned. Um, So I'm going to have a different reason here that we haven't covered yet. It is possible that the message bounced or it went to their spam folder. That is a possibility. It seems to be the first possibility everyone jumps to when they see unconfirmed subscribers. A lot of people also tend to make like trends in their head. They'll be like, okay, the last five unconfirmed subscribers are all Gmail addresses. I think they're going to spam at Gmail, things like that. Um, So here are some things you can do. Number one, at least if you're a ConvertKit customer, you can see if that message bounced by clicking into the subscriber's profile and seeing if that opt-in confirmation email was bounced or delivered. So um, that's one thing you'll see. Second, if the messages are going to spam, you'll have likely a lot of unconfirmed subscribers if that's the case, or if a lot of messages are bouncing, you're gonna have way more unconfirmed than confirmed. The best thing to do, honestly, is test it yourself. Mm -hmm. Put your own email address through the form, like a Gmail address or a Hotmail address or a Yahoo address, something like that. Send yourself, uh, you know, that opt-in confirmation email. Where did it go? Did it go to your inbox? Did it bounce? For the most part, that's going to apply to most of the subscribers on your list because this is their first interaction with you. Mm -hmm. So if that message went to your spam folder, then definitely like reach out to us if you're a ConvertKit customer. If you're not, try and reach out to your ESP's deliverability team. I always recommend that over going down the rabbit hole yourself just because it can take you down some twists and turns that don't actually matter and mm-hmm. that's never fun. But yeah, that's that's when you, there definitely is something to dig into and something someone like us can help with. Um, or if the message never made it to you, that opt-in confirmation email, then it probably bounced. And that's, again, something that our team would look into for you. So mm-hmm. reach out to us if either of those things happen. But if you're worried that that's happening to you, the best thing to do is send yourself a test to any email address you have. One thing we do see at ConvertKit pretty often is confirmation emails will bounce or go to spam and customers reach out to us about it. And it turns out that their email address that the confirmation email is sent from is like a Yahoo address Mm -hmm. because that's what they signed up with when they created their ConvertKit account. And they started creating that form. They got excited. Mm-hmm. They jumped right into that. And it automatically made the sending address, the whatever first, email address yeah. Yeah, they yep. used to create the account. So that is something we see sometimes. If you're worried about your opt-in confirmation emails, be sure to go look at the settings of the form mm-hmm. and see which email address you're sending from. If it's like a Yahoo, Hotmail, whatever address, change that to your own sending domain to make sure right. it reaches the inbox. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty rare to test with like, because we have our own test emails that we use to, um, you know, work with people and figure out if there are issues or whatever. But if you have like, a lot of people have two emails. If you have a Gmail and a Yahoo address or something, I would try both because if both of the confirmation emails, if you have testing one email, I think is usually okay. But if you have two and they both go to the inbox, it's pretty safe to say that you're not having a widespread filtering issue. If you have a serious like reputation issue, it's most likely always going to go to spam in that case. Like it would be super rare that it would 
just be like the one email you try, it goes to the inbox, I would, I would think. Um, in my experience, that's what it's been. But yeah, I mean, I just, I have this conversation a lot with customers and it is really difficult because it's kind of, it's your first interaction with them. So when, when they don't open it, it kind of feels like a dig on the sender, you know, like it's like, oh, they don't, they don't want my content or they don't care or whatever. And that's not true. People are just busy. And unfortunately, like we always say, it's probably better to focus on your engaged subscribers. I think this is where I was going before. Not only can the confirmation email like help you with bot protection and making sure you don't have like bad signups, but it also helps you keep a very engaged group of people on your list um, instead of having a ton of random people sign up, even if, you know, it's not bots and it's just people who sign up, they might not really care that much. So it's kind of a hard thing. Like people always want to see their numbers go up. They always want to see an increase in subscribers. But sometimes it's helpful to like lean on the confirmation email because if you focus on that really good relationship with your subscribers, your your sales could be better. Your overall engagement will be better. Everything will be better in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. I agree. I think focusing on the people who took that action Mm -hmm. and were eager to take that action is always good because those are the people who are going to be opening all your emails, clicking the links. Um, They have more like Mm -hmm. buy-in. They're more excited to receive your emails. doesn't mean people who unconfirmed are, you know, terrible and shouldn't be on your list. Yeah. But it's just sort of like a mindset thing. Right. In the creator world, there are going to be lots of things to be concerned about. And um, this is one, as long as, again, you're not having some sort of huge issue, which I think we've laid out the signs and things to look for. Mm-hmm. As long as you're still in that range we talked about earlier. So the normal range based on the studies out there is that 20% to 60% of subscribers will not confirm their opt-in, which is kind mm-hmm. of crazy. But if that's kind of the range you're in, you might just be normal human behavior, which I know is unfortunate. And I think at this point in the conversation, and when we talk to people, a lot of them are like, okay, well, can I just remove the double opt-in process? So what do you think about that, Melissa? I think it depends. And this is the answer for almost everything deliverability. (laughs) It depends. And it's just like, okay, people are like, oh my gosh, like, is there just not like a straightforward answer? But it's because there's no like strict, fast, like rule about hard and fast rule, whatever, about like what works and what doesn't. I think as long as you are diligent at cleaning your list, looking for engaged subscribers, um, however that may be, segmenting, tagging, whatever, then I think you could remove the double opt-in if it's something that you feel like is really causing you issues. I just don't really believe that if you are a great sender who has awesome content that people want, I don't think the double opt-in is going to get in your way unless there's some kind of either technical or like reputation issue. And if you are a great sender, what people who want your content, you probably won't have a reputation issue. It's like a domino effect. Everything affects everything. And so I don't know if it were me, if I had like a really awesome list and people that I had great relationships with and people who loved my emails and engaged with me, I would want to protect it by using a double opt-in. And we kind of talked about that last episode mm-hmm. about protecting your list. But if you would have asked me before I worked an email and I just generally knew what both things were, I probably would have said, no, why would you want a double opt-in? But now that I understand like the actual like devastation, you know, list bombing can cause. And I would just, I don't know. I'm a believer in like convert kit stories of like successful creators who have really small lists, but they're super engaged and they do incredible. And so it just changed my mind. And I think 
it just shouldn't be like the be all end all for people to focus on. There are so many other things to worry about. Yeah, I think it's a good mindset shift that has happened in the email world, specifically like in the last 10 years. I think at first it was like email anyone you can. Yeah. Email anyone and hope that someone will buy something. Mm -hmm. And sort of the mindset of like, well, the more people you email, the more sales you're going to make. Yeah, things like that. Um, And it's moving it's moved a lot, especially, I mean, the inbox kind of forced that whenever the inbox came around mm-hmm. and it's like, well, if you want to be in this inbox, you better have good reputation. Right. People need to like your emails, things like that. But now it's moving to this really cool space, I think, where it's like the people sending the emails are getting more exclusive. I know we've talked about this in another podcast, but I know of a newsletter that's like capping the number of subscribers on their Mm -hmm. list to like 5,000 or something. And they go and clean out the people who aren't opening and remove them from the list so that more people can get added from the wait list. I love that. Yeah. And it's like, if you want to stay on this list, you have to be engaged. So they might, now that open rates are so, you know, not as accurate, they Mm might have changed their um, procedure. It might have to be like a click or something, but either way, um, I think having that sort of mindset in general, even if you don't use that strategy is Mm -hmm. important that, Mm -hmm. You want the people who are on your list to be really engaged, um, to be part of your community and excited to be there. You don't want to be begging for their attention right. constantly and hoping that they stay and that they're engaged. And I know people who have that mindset are like happy when they see unsubscribes. I saw someone tweet about that recently. It's like, if they didn't want to be there, they don't need to be there. Right. I've never really thought about it this way until now. But if you really believe in the content that you're putting out there, then you know have some pride in the fact that you have good, great, amazing content. And like you said, you don't need to beg for people to be there. And and I that's why I like the it's not being exclusive to be a jerk or, you know, to act like you're better than people, but it's just that you want most creators want to make a difference. That's why they're doing what they're doing because there was a problem and they saw that in whatever niche or community and they want to solve it. And so it's typically like a problem solving situation. And, you know, it's just like, why would you want to give out your content to people who don't genuinely care about it? Yeah, that's so good. It reminds me, I wish I knew the quote, but we recently had a creator story. I'm a creator um, on Drew Holcomb, who is a ConvertKit customer. And he had such a good line about how when he realized that his music didn't need to be liked by everyone, Mm. like he just needed to find his right audience Mm -hmm. and cater to them and like put out music for them. And that's all he cared about. Like he doesn't need everyone to like his music. And it's very similar to your emails. Like you're not creating emails for everyone and that's okay. If they unsubscribe or they don't confirm their Mm -hmm. opt-in, if they weren't a good fit for your email list, that's totally fine. Right. You can't please everyone. I know it's hard. I'm a people pleaser, but that's a good thing to embrace and try and find your people. So, yeah. 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 It takes time to curate anything. Like, it takes time to whittle things down to where they work best. So, I think a double opt-in, in my opinion, helps you do that better and more efficiently. Yeah. And especially hopefully this episode helped like with the caveats, like it's important that the email confirmation is very clear. It makes it easy, things like that. So Mm -hmm. make sure you have all that in place right? so that um, everyone is receiving the email in their inbox. And when they see it, it's very clear what they need to do. Right. But once you've knocked down all those barriers and it's really easy for them to confirm their opt-in, if they're still not, like you said, 
it's okay. Let them go. There's a chance they didn't actually sign up. They were added through list bombing. Who knows the circumstances? But either way, um, they're not the engaged subscriber that you need on your list. Right. Cool. Well, I hope that helped. I feel like that is a hard topic because everyone's different. Some people really want as many people on their list as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. And that is one thing I will add before we go. Um, If that is you, like we definitely have had some conversations with customers where this is dramatic. I don't think they're actually losing sleep, but you can tell it's really, really every single person on their unconfirmed subscriber list is really driving them crazy. You know, just remove the double opt-in if it's Right. Hurting your mental health right. or you're really obsessing over it. Right. Um, just make sure that you are protected from list bombing and that you're keeping an eye on uh, your metrics. Go to your complaint subscribers tab pretty often. See, are people marking my first email as spam? That probably means they didn't sign up to be there. Things like that. So if it is something that's just driving you crazy and you want as many people on your list as you can, just go ahead and remove that double opt-in um, if it's going to be that detrimental to you. Right. It's easy also, and this is the last thing I'll say, uh, <laughs> it's easy to, if I had my own email list and business and I was like looking at those metrics every day because I'm just looking to have, you know, a certain amount of success, whatever that is to me, it would be really hard not to obsess over certain metrics, um, especially when you don't have, like if you're not a deliverability expert, and that's not like a bad thing. Most people are not deliverability experts, but it's really easy to like fixate on those kinds of metrics because a lot of times you feel like that's a direct impact to your success. But and if you listen to all of our podcasts, there are a lot of metrics that you can focus on that are better than those. Again, if you have a ton of unconfirmed subscribers, it doesn't mean you don't have a problem, but a lot of times people like to focus on those things instead of putting their energy into something else. So Ooh, that's a good point. You can always reach out and and ask for a second opinion. You know, we can do testing for you. Maybe if even if you have to ask um, your deliverability team at another ESP, whatever that is. But yeah, I just I feel like people oftentimes when they don't know what to do next or they don't know what to spend their energy on, they focus on the things that like really don't matter. Yeah, it's just kind of setting you back and yeah. keeping you from doing other things that could help grow your list of people who really want to be there. Right. Like we talked about last episode. If you haven't listened to that one yet, I think it's really helpful. Well, at this point, I'm like, was it the last episode? Whichever one we talked about, uh, referrals might have been the last one. Two episodes ago, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. So I think that one's really helpful. Again, it talks about finding people who are a perfect fit for your mm-hmm. email list. There are lots of other things you can do, lots of other levers to pull um, than obsessing over the people who kind of walked through the door and then didn't commit. Well, I think the reason I like I'm harping on it, too, is because it truly of all the issues in deliverability, it is the most, in my opinion, unless you're because there's no detriment to you. Like, I think maybe and maybe people don't understand that. But like, I think you having like a large amount of unconfirmed subscribers even if it's like list bombing or something, th- you're not doing anything wrong. That doesn't mean you're a bad sender. That doesn't mean that your your reputation is going to be like hurt because people aren't confirming. So I don't know if that's something that people get confused about. We didn't mention that yet. But it is like a very common question that people get really fixated on. And of all the deliverability like topics or issues or whatever, I feel like it's the least like hurtful And there are a lot of other things that you should be concerned about. Yeah, that makes sense. It's one of those weird things that's like, 
it seems like it's bad for you, but it's good for you. It's protecting you right. from harm down the road. It's way right. better to have this small engaged list that's protected than to have a huge list where you let anyone who wants to be there in, but then a big chunk of them are marking your messages as spam or not opening your messages right. and your deliverability is tanked. And mm-hmm. now everyone receives your email in the spam folder. Yep. That is a reality we have seen happen to people um, who don't clean their list and don't protect their list with double opt-in and things like that. So This is a much better reality, although it's not fun at first to see all those email addresses listed as unconfirmed and you can't send them an email. It's helping you in the long run and it's helping the people who did confirm have a better experience and Mm -hmm. to receive your emails in their inbox. There's a lot of topics in deliverability that are, they are contradictory to what you would think initially. I've actually decided that. Like (laughs) a lot of times people are like, well, but this makes sense because of this. And I'm like, no, that's not true. And it, but it makes sense of why they think that. But there's just a lot of topics like that. And and I think it's because there's not like a real science to deliverability. Like it's not exact. Like you can't say if Bob does this, then it means that this happens. And it's just not true. So that's what's I think that's the hardest part about deliverability as a whole is that it's just it's there's a lot of information, but it's not all going to be 100 percent true for every single person all the time. Yep. That's why we have jobs and why we have a podcast. Yeah, (laughs) it's not easy. It's not straightforward. Like if we weren't doing this full time, we would have no idea, um, you know, either yeah. if it wasn't our jobs. Yeah. It's something that really to have a yeah a deep grasp on it. It's something you have to have learned and done for a long time and practiced and all this stuff. So hopefully this podcast, the goal is that we take all that really annoying, complicated, mm-hmm. hard to understand information, figure it out for you, digest it for you and deliver it to you in a much easier to consume package that helps you do better in your own world and help you succeed as a creator. Yeah. Cool. That was fun. Um, I hope you all have a great new year. That's crazy. 2022. Let's make it a good one. (laughs) Come on. Let's make it a good one. 22 is my favorite number. So. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, fun. Okay. Well, then it's going to be a good one. It's got to be a good one. So hopefully things will, you know, we're going into year two and I'm like, yeah. I've lost track of time. It's really so weird. I think my brain is stuck in 2019 or 2018. Yep. And I feel like I've lost years. So I really want to go back to normal a little yep. bit more yep. and like feel like this is a real year. Well, we'll see. This will come out right before the new year. So let's put all the good yeah. vibes out there. Yes. Happy new year to you all. I hope it's a good one. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Deliverability Defined. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And if you have time, please leave us a review. You can find a resource guide for today's show at convertkit.com slash deliverability, where we outline all of the information you need to know from today's episode. If you have a question or topic you want us to cover, let us know within the ConvertKit community or at convertkit.com slash deliverability. We'll see you next week.